This is Psalms to God, Season 2, Episode 5, Speak Life. You can find the show notes for this episode at www.psalmstogod.com. No foul language should come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, CSB. By rebellious speech, an evil person is trapped, but a righteous person escapes from trouble. A person will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the work of a person's hands will reward him. Proverbs chapter 12, verses 13 and 14, CSB. This is your host, Reed, and I'm here with my friend, Sam. Hey! <laughs> um, and we are going to talk about what we say and how we speak over our relatives and our children and all of that. Um, up until this episode, I've been talking a lot about things that we're doing that are not in the Bible, um, but now I want to talk about something that we don't do that is in the Bible. And so um, I think the first instance where I saw this, and there could be another one, if you think of something that happened before this, let me know, um, is after the flood, when Noah curses Ham, or actually he curses Canaan, and most people think he cursed Ham, but he curses Canaan, Mm -hmm. um, and then he speaks like blessings over Shem and it's kind of like a prophecy. It's like a prophetic thing that he's speaking over all three of his sons. Right. And then that is how their lives go. And you see the same thing with Isaac giving blessings to Jacob and Esau. And then if you keep going, then Jacob gives blessings to his sons. And all of these are both prophecies and blessings and curses. Yeah. And... Um, in the show notes, I'll link the exact location of these passages that I'm talking about. I don't know if you can think of any other examples. If I do, I'll bring it up. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I know there's probably some definitely like, you know, in later, later in the text or whatever. But I thought it was interesting because I remember in grad school, I went to this boys and girls club. And they had all these kids running around and they were just normal kids. I mean, some of them were a little hyper because they're (laughs) kids, Um, but they were, I wouldn't say any of them were like misbehaved or anything like that. But one of the ladies that worked there was talking to the other lady and she was like, yeah, they're, you know, they're so bad or whatever. And the other lady was like, yeah. And they were just talking about how like bad these kids were. And they were saying it in front of the kids. And they were telling the kids that they were bad. And I was just like, it didn't feel right. I was no. like, why would you say that? They're not really that bad. I mean, yeah, they're obnoxious because they're like, they were like four-year-old kids. Like, 
they were running around screaming. It that's, they were outside though, like that's yeah, what outside that's what kids is for. Do. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I, but I feel like you're speaking that on them, and right. then they're gonna behave that way. And I've noticed that we use our words very carelessly. I've been All in situations time. where what people are saying to you right. or to your family. Like I don't know if you've had this experience, like in your family, where your parents are saying things to you, and they're either telling like you can't do this yeah. or they might be hopefully they're telling you you can do things but um i don't know like it it feels like there's definitely a power in getting supportive words from your parents yeah um it's always it it does something to the mind when people speak positive positivity over you and it does something when they speak negatively so if you if somebody's telling you that you can't do something, then you eventually if you hear it enough, you actually start to believe that you can't do it. As opposed to like, you know, if somebody says, Hey, you know, you can do this, you're going to it it, it, it affects you. It does affect you. Um, you know, I've I've grown up with both behaviors actually. Like where my mom will say, you know, Oh well, you know, if you don't if you don't do this, you're gonna end up this way and you're gonna you're gonna struggle to this and you struggle to that and I'm just like but how do you how do you know like why would you want why would you say that I'm going to struggle mm-hmm. and kind of that felt like it was she was speaking that over me and I'm like no like I'm not I'm not gonna struggle this is just you know this is just temporary like things things don't stay the same you know let's yeah. be positive about it say that I won't struggle or I won't this or I won't that you know yeah I like I've had similar experiences i mean for the most part um i think my parents have been fairly supportive most of the things that they've told me i can't do have been kind of honest like they told me i can't sing (laughs) i really can't sing um so not gonna fault them for that but i have noticed um like i've talked to people for instance say somebody has a baby yeah and like people will they're they're trying to talk down about the parent right because they don't agree with the parent's decision maybe it's um a mother who had a baby out of wedlock Mm. or someone who had a baby very young somebody who's not even if they're married maybe they're not like stable and and they're not they don't have their finances together to like care for a child and i've heard people like they're trying to say negative things about the person like oh they're irresponsible they shouldn't have done this but then what they're saying is about the child and so they're like well that child is behind the eight ball or that child is starting behind and they're they're never going to catch up to everyone else or they're going to struggle in life because of their parents decisions and i don't think people think about like obviously we you know you mentioned if you hear something repetitively, it has, you know, an effect on you. I believe it, yeah. Um, But even though they're not speaking in the presence of the baby or in the presence of the mother or the father or whomever, like, I often wonder, the patriarchs seem to have the power. Like, we don't normally think about the patriarchs as prophets. At least I don't. I don't normally think of, like, Jacob and think, oh, Jacob the prophet. The way you think of, like, maybe, like, Moses or... yeah. Um, you know Daniel or somebody like that I just think of them as the patriarchs but they had some sort of ability to speak blessings and cursings on their kids and I was like 
I've never thought I've never seen like parents really actively tap into that I feel like people just kind of idly talk but I feel like um you know when you're born or even like you know like your 18th birthday and stuff I'm like why don't we have this tradition of speaking a blessing over our children or speaking you know something like that into the lives of our children I don't know and I think it goes back to the fact that they don't know what they're doing when they say these things. Mm. Um, you know, once you start speaking carelessly, you know, it's just careless thoughts, careless words. It all plays a role. So I don't even think they would even consider the fact of, well, let me try to be a little bit more um, positive for my child or say positive things about this person parenting style or whatever it is. Um, people just talk. They just say whatever they want to say, and sometimes sure. that's just what I say goes, and blah blah blah. You know, that's very true. People don't care. That's the that's the problem that they don't care. Yeah, you know? and there's there's so many verses. I feel like I wish I was better at memorizing verses, but there's so many verses, <laughs> and I think they're all in like proverbs where they talk about like your words, and they talk oh, yeah. about like the tongue. Um, the tongue being like a weapon, yeah, being it is. like able to like kill, yeah, um, having the power to like destroy the spirit or life or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think there's another one out of the abundance of the heart speaks the mouth yeah. or something like that. And so it just, yeah, I mean, I think when we carelessly speak, it affects us it affects others there's a spiritual um there's a spiritual effect that people don't notice about words and that is why the bible talks about our tongue being a weapon or why he why it's emphasized you know there's nothing in the bible that's not important so everything every single thing that's mentioned there's a reason why god put it in there you know and i think about that all the time even with myself like sometimes i'll say things about like myself and i'll notice that you know, I'm actually starting to believe those things. You know, if I say that, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to learn Japanese by next month. I'm not mm. going to learn Japanese by next month because I already doubted myself. I already believed that I can't do it. But if I tell myself, you know what, I can learn like the basic characters by like, like my April. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn it because now I'm determined to make sure that I follow up with that thought. Right. So. very true i think for me the biggest one is like sicknesses illnesses Mm. so i know um i've done this i'm guilty of doing this a couple of times i guess where like i maybe i don't feel well Mm -hmm. i feel good enough to function but i'm also like tired and i don't want to function so like say like i have like a slight headache and i'm just like I could get up and like move around but I have a headache and so I might be like well I have a headache so I'm not gonna do this and then like five minutes later I have a legit headache like Mm -hmm. it really hurts or um I was really really bad about this in high school um I used to have really bad cramps Mm. and so I had like a standing agreement with the nurse because I would like when it was bad, I would like pass out and stuff. So oh, wow. I had a standing agreement with the nurse that all I had to do was tell her that, you know, I was starting to get cramps and yeah. she would write me an excuse. 
So sometimes it wasn't as bad. And it was like, you know, I could have stayed in right. school. But I'd be like, nah. Like you convinced yourself enough that it was so painful that like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah. And so like I would be like, no, because last month I fell out. And so, you know, I have like a tiny pain. I'm going to go home. Yeah. And then, like, by the time I would get home, because I've been telling the nurse, I've been telling my parents, you yeah. know, oh, yeah, I have really, really bad cramps. They hurt. They hurt. Then I, like, you know, I, I had shortness of the breath. And, like, they really do hurt. And I'm just like, dang, i got to stop saying these things. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I've also heard people, I have a couple of friends who say that about the phrase, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of that one, too. Like, I will be like, I'm broke. Knowing good and well, I have, I just got paid and there's, <laughs> there's money in my account. <laughs> right. Um, Cause I think kind of like how we said like, about like people not caring, but also I feel like some things are ingrained in us. Like it, it, it's like a filler to say like I'm broke because you're really what I mean is I'm not where I'd like to be. Yeah. You know, I'm not in my goal. Or like, um, like you don't have like the extra funds to kind of play around with like you know most of your money is going to bills so like, yeah, yeah i'm broke because it's not even my money anymore it's going right. towards yeah yeah and so it's just like oh I, yeah i'm broke and you just kind of say it without even thinking about it yeah but then you're like am i speaking poverty into my life and it like it's one of those things where i don't really know where the line is drawn because they do have um they do have these like new age theories about like the law of attraction. I don't know. If, yeah. Have you heard of the law mm-hmm. of attraction? Um, for the listeners who haven't, it's like this new age thing about like speaking things into the universe. Right. And it's almost kind of like karma. Yeah. But like it, the basis of it is this idea that you have the power to speak things into your life. Yeah. Like that's where they get the idea of like, um, like affirmations. Cause you said yeah. you had Pinterest. Um, when I pull up my Pinterest feed, because I like to look for a lot of those positive um, positive affirmations to tell myself, like, in the morning, um, that is where that whole thing comes from. Like, if you speak, you know, I am blessed and I'm this and I'm that, then you attract more positive energy. Yeah. And so, like, you know, it, it's weird because there's a, there's a line, I guess, between thinking that, like, I can create this as opposed to understanding that everything is coming from god yeah um which is i guess like the new age things and there's a lot of youtube videos where people talk about um the faults of the law of attraction yeah um but at the same time it's like clearly they were speaking blessings and cursings Cursings. over (laughs) (laughs) new word cursing Um, yes, cursings. Um, they were speaking these things over people. Well, I also think maybe part of the difference is it's over someone else. Um, but it's such a, it's such a, like a hazy thing. And I, like, I wish people talked about it more within the Christian community because I see the videos where people are talking about the law of attraction and what's wrong with it. And, um, even how, like, because they started relying on themselves, they were kind of going towards things that are um, 
I don't say satanic, but things that the devil was giving them as opposed to things that God was giving them. I don't know what, like, I don't know where those lines are in terms of, like, what we see in the Bible. Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Like, um, what is there, um, like, a biblical evidence that says that, well, if we speak more positively or negatively it has the effect because i feel like that yeah. is what pretty much what the law of attraction is right so is there you know where is that tied in to the bible because i'm trying to go through my head and i mean i i can only remember so much yeah but um i'm trying to think of where there is that evidence that well speaking this and blah 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 yeah speaking things over your life yeah i don't I don't really remember anybody saying, like, speak this over yourself. I definitely remember other people speaking things over, like, people speaking things over other people. Yeah. Um, the closest thing I can think of are verses that say, like, fear not um, or, you know, have faith and things like that where people are telling you to, you know, be anxious for nothing. Yeah. Things like that where... There are things that are, they're like commanding you to live in a, I guess those are kinds of states of positivity in a sense, because if I'm, if I'm not afraid, if I'm, if I'm, you know, not anxious and I have faith, then in a sense, I have a positive demeanor. Like you shouldn't really have a negative I mean, I guess with that. I don't I, know. I guess the difference would be. The Bible, I think the Bible talks about speaking things like, like basically I think we should speak things through Christ's name rather than on our own accord. I think that's the difference with law of attraction and biblical reference. I would definitely agree with keeping Christ involved. Yeah, because I think with the law of attraction, the idea is that I have the ability to control what happens, right? And I think... as Christians, that's that's not our reality. We right. have to go through Christ first. If anything, yeah, it, it should be Christ, and then if he says yes or no, then it's okay. Yeah. So, like, maybe that is probably what we're missing in that, or maybe that's mm-hmm. the significant difference with that. Yeah. Kind of recognizing we don't necessarily have that power. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of tied. I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between the two because I do believe that we should carry around um a positive mindset i do believe that a positive because it's kind of one of those things like you you can't control necessarily how someone behaves but you can control how you behave so like your perspective and like your attitude about certain things i think that is where we can kind of control but yeah and i and i do i do think that there is something to it in the sense that not obviously like we said we don't have power over anything but i do think that how you like how you perceive things like for instance i've had situations where i don't want to go somewhere i don't want to be somewhere yeah and so i have like a negative view of whatever's going to happen and then the experience is just bad but i went in with with already with a negative already a negativity so it's like you notice negative things first. So I notice that they start late. I notice that, um, you know, the food isn't seasoned (laughs) right or whatever. Like you just notice all of the bad things and you miss 
anything that's good. Yeah, because it doesn't mean good things didn't happen. You just weren't looking at, you weren't looking for them. Right. Yeah. And then, like, um, perfect example. When I think about high school, um, (laughs) like, the minute my class started mentioning the 10-year reunion, I was like, I'm not going. Because this class is a hot mess. We never even had a 10-year reunion. That's how hot of a mess my class was. Um, Yeah, there was, like, a whole fight before the 10-year reunion and just, like, fell apart. Yikes. Um, (laughs) But, like, when I started thinking back to high school, like, I had all these negative thoughts. And I was just like, it sucked, blah, blah, blah. It was this, it was that. And then, like, I challenged myself and I was like, wait, like, you literally went there for four years and you, you know, you see news stories about kids who were like bullied and they committed suicide yeah. and all of these things. And I was like, clearly your high school experience was not that bad. Yeah. Think about things that were good. And when I sat down and I started thinking about good things, like there probably were way more good things that happened to me in high school than yeah. bad things. But the bad things just... They stand out. Yeah, because you're already expecting bad things. So, like, it's already at yeah. the forefront. You're not really noticing anything good. And if you do notice something good, you're kind of like, you're like uh, eh. whatever. Yeah. And so then when I thought about that, then I was like, well, there actually are people from my, like, high school class that I would love to see. There are people that I actually missed. Yeah. And you, it totally changed, like, how I was thinking about that situation. Yeah. And I feel like how we think about everything, how we speak about everything, to some extent, that is life-changing. I mean, it is yeah. going to change everything. I just thought of, um, I think the scripture is in Ezekiel. Don't quote me, but I know there is a passage that talks about, um, like, I don't know, like speaking live and something about like dry bones and that kind of thing. And it's just going on through my head and I'm thinking to myself that clearly speaking things over your life is important. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I just think the difference is doing it in Jesus' name, you know, yeah. for God, and through God. Um, right. So like, I don't, yeah. Closer to like an I can do all things through Christ. Right. Who strengthens me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I don't know. It's something that I... Ever since I had that moment at the Boys and Girls Club and I saw how this lady was speaking, um, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, if I was a kid and people were always saying that I was bad, whether I actually was bad or wasn't bad, um, I would have been bad because I'm that person that I'm like, y'all, if if I go to jail, I'm going to have done something. It's going to be worth, like, I'm not going to go to jail just to go to jail. Like, (laughs) I'm going for a reason. Yeah. Like, it's going to be worth it. Um, I'm not, it's not going to be something, you know, petty, mm-hmm. something stupid or whatever. And I mean, that sounds really bad. Don't do things that are going to get you in jail Don't if you can help it. Um, but like, I've just always been that kind of a person. So if, if I'm going to get in trouble, like if you have a cook, if you set a cookie in front of me and if I eat the cookie, I'm going to get in trouble. If I don't eat the cookie, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to eat the cookie. Right. Like I might as well. Day. I'm going to get in trouble either way. Um, and so I feel like if people are telling you that you're bad, then you're just going to be bad because why not? And, um, you know, I didn't mention this at the beginning of 
the episode when I brought up this story. But I feel like it's very important in our community as black people. Yes. Because th- these were black kids. And um, I feel like there is this... There is a lot of things that are spoken over yeah. the black community. There's a stigma that we're already bad because we're black. Yeah. That we're, you know, that we're thugs, that we're, you know, all yes. like just all kind of crazy things. I actually had a high school teacher that said that black people will get pregnant and or go to jail. Like, and she basically told me that I would like get pregnant and or go to jail by the time I was like 20 or something I mean, like mostly that. mostly because the system's already working against you, but that's for another podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we um, don't really have that support anyway, which goes back to even speaking life because right. people already speak ill over us and some people unfortunately believe it and they get stuck in that. Yeah, but it was one of those things like, because the, the ladies that were talking about these kids were black themselves. And I was like, if we already have the entire system against us, the least we can do is speak life over our kids. Like, yeah. Because I feel like our voices would be stronger than those around us. So like if I'm speaking life into my child and you know I'm speaking life into your child, we don't have kids, guys, but we're talking about in the future if we have kids. <laughs> um, but like if we're speaking life over them as a community, if we're right now, you know, I teach the youth, if I'm speaking life over these kids in the yeah. youth department and everyone at our church is speaking life over these kids, then we're basically fighting that spiritual war in a, right. in a sense because right. they've spoken curses, but we're speaking through Christ blessings and yeah. the blessings that we speak through Christ would be stronger than the devil's curses. Yes. And so, like, I just, I don't know. I really, I want this to catch on. Like, this idea of just speaking life over the youth. And over us, not over, so Even youth. over yourself. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, I think, I think it also, it has to start with yourself. Mm-hmm. Because, like, people tend to put down other people because they don't feel good about themselves already. So, this they want other point. people to feel bad about themselves. So, like, if I feel like I'm worthless and I can't do anything, I'm going to be like, Sheree... I don't even think you'll be able to get into that college anyway because your your grade in math was not up to par and you know I'm going to discourage yeah. you because it makes me feel better cuz now we're both now we both suck in a sense. That is true. So, you that know, that's true. again, that's a whole other thing of like you said us as a black community, us as black women. Um yeah. we are very competitive. We're competing against each other rather than working together. Mm-hmm. And so you know, just as a community, we're tearing each other apart. And, you know, the reason why some of these other races are even more successful is because of the fact that they have this idea of, oh, we got to stick together. You know, if you, if one Hispanic is working one place, just know that her other Hispanic friend and their other Hispanic friend and their other Hispanic friend, they're going to be working together to make sure that they on that same page and that they're, you know, doing X, Y, Z, as opposed to us sometimes we'll be like, you know, I'm a manager at a position and I feel like you like I don't I don't want you to have my position. So I'm not, I'm going to make sure you're not even working in my company because I can't mm. have you threatening my success. You know, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I I've seen that so many times and yeah. I feel like that's that's again a that's whole a whole another, another podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
<laughs> That's a whole nother I'm bringing up too many episode. topics right now. <laughs> but it's very true. Um, it's unfortunate. And I think it's interesting because there are so many parallels with Israel. Um, so this past Sabbath in Sabbath school, we talked about Nehemiah chapter 5. Mm. And I think I did a podcast episode on this last season if i can find it i'll link it in the show notes um but in nehemiah he the basic gist is that he's gone back he was in babylon he was working for the king he had like a nice cushy position but he had it on his heart that they should rebuild the wall and rebuild the city of jerusalem so he went back and when he got back um the people were poor there were well, there were rich people and there were poor people. Um, the Israelites that had gone back, you had those who had and were very much in power and very wealthy, and then you had um, those who had nothing. And there was a famine, and so those who were struggling became even more hard pressed for cash. Yeah. And meanwhile, you know, they're still technically under like Babylon, so the king is collecting taxes. And they're trying to pay these taxes and they have to like mortgage up their land and they have to borrow money and things to pay taxes and to get food. And so they're selling their children into slavery because um, you have to remember during biblical times, they didn't have welfare. They didn't have soup kitchens. They didn't have like a lot of the modern things that we have to try to, yeah, yeah, to try to help poor people. So they would end up, you know, selling themselves or their children into slavery to get food and whatever and so the crazy thing is the people that were um doing this to them were their own people well um so the rich israelites were you know overcharging the other israelites and they were taking their sons and daughters as slaves and there's actually a verse i want to think it's in deuteronomy again i'll have to check and link it in the show notes. Sorry, guys. Um, but it specifically talks about debt being cleared and how, like, um, the, the Israelites were supposed to clear the debt, like, every seven years. And they were supposed to... They weren't supposed to charge interest to their own people. So, for instance, like, if I loaned you money, I shouldn't charge you interest on it. And if you don't pay me back in seven years, I should just forget about it completely. I wonder if that's where, because I think, sorry, like, I think, um, like, if you file for, like, bankruptcy, yes. they give you seven years. I'm wondering if that is connected to that. Yep. That, as well as your driver's license. If you get points on your driver's license, I think they disappear after seven years and stuff like that. That's interesting. But, like, yeah, like, it was literally the Israelites' own people that working were against working against them. And that's the same thing that we, as black people, do. Um, it's a cycle. Yeah, it's a, it's a cycle, and it's, you know, it, I feel like it's something we need to break. Which, which I mean, and again, this all does play back into speaking life, speaking the positive over um, your children, over the generations, because yes. um, a lot of the reason, the reason why some of these things continue to happen is because we believe those things that we've been told, mm-hmm. we believe the things that are coming from other people's mouths, yeah. And they resonate with us and we apply them to our life and mm-hmm. we continue 
in this disgusting vicious cycle yeah and you know and again especially in the home um parents have to really be mindful of what they're telling their children Mm -hmm. And I had a conversation with somebody about this recently that you may know. (laughs) And we were talking about that and how, you know, our parents will say things to us or our grandparents will, you know, say certain things to us about like, like our schooling and our work and whatever, just talking down on us. Yes. And for them, it's a form of parenting. It's a form of, you know, like they call it tough love kind Mm -hmm. of. And it's, it's not, it's not helpful at all especially for you know the psyche like it's discouraging yeah so you can you you get that that weight of discouragement from their words and it hurts more because it's coming from like a mom or a dad or a grandparent or someone someone directly and then you believe it Mm -hmm. and then you're stuck thinking that that is a way that you are going to be unless you're you know blessed enough to run into somebody else to encourage you and say no this is not true yeah you know yeah I definitely agree and I think um you know it's just interesting because from a biblical standpoint when you look for instance take Jacob and Esau so Jacob tricks Isaac into giving him Esau's blessing but God had already told Isaac to give the blessing to Jacob and Isaac was just trying to give it to Esau because that was his favorite son and like you ended up with this weird convolution of a blessing because Jake, I mean, Jacob was supposed to get the blessing in the first place, but because of this mix up, Esau got mad at Jacob and then Esau or Edom as Esau became known and Jacob or Israel they never, like, these tribes fought forever. Like, they just fought and fought and oh. fought because there was animosity there. And then, you like, I wonder what would have happened if Isaac had not played favorites and he had just done what God told him to do. Right. Um, but, you know, what he, had have been, what he had to have been saying to Esau was like, you're my favorite, I'm going to bless you. And then that didn't happen which is why Esau got mad at Jacob. Right. But if he had just been saying like, well, I love both of you and both of you will be good, but you know, I'm going to give the blessing to Jacob. Like, I wonder how that would have changed the dynamic. The dynamic. Hmm. Like if that could have been a peaceful situation where you didn't end up with people who are warring against, against each other. other. And so then you know, even though Jacob was blessed, he also, in a sense, shares somewhat of a curse in the sense that now you have these people who are, you know, angry at you and coming against yeah. you and trying to kill you and trying to take your blessings. Um, you know, I just, and you see that, you know, constantly yeah. throughout the Bible where there's, it's like this sibling rivalry. It's in-house, just like we talked about our own people trying to tear us down. Right. And, you know, all of that can be stopped. It can. It can definitely be stopped. But we spoke about this um, probably yesterday or something like that. It was mentioned that if if you don't think... Let me see. Let me try to phrase this the right way. Um, 
if you don't see a problem with it, you're not going to see a need to fix it. So there's in your in that person's head, there's nothing to fix because there's no yes. problem. And that's where the trouble also comes in because for them they think that that's okay. Yes. So I um so uh I know someone who they say a lot of things idly. Um, they call people out of their name idly. And I don't know if they're using things as like um, a term of endearment, but they don't sound like terms of endearment like to me. So I've heard this person call somebody like a beanhead. Um, a beanhead? Yeah. It sounds like they're in like third grade. And like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and... You know, like, they will say things... Like, the way they're saying it sounds like they're joking. Yeah. Um, like, they've said, like, oh, you're nothing. Or, like, you're, you're you know... Um, but the way they're... But, like, the words themselves, I'm like, dude, that's really, like... They're saying it, like, nonchalantly, but the words themselves are, like, impactful. Yeah. And, I'm like, if you weren't saying this, like, in a jokey manner, mm-hmm. this would be a very offensive statement. Right. You know, like... But like, that's the thing. Like, just because it's a... Even... Just because it's a joke doesn't mean it's not offensive. Right. And... But... When you were saying, like, they don't see a problem with it... Yeah. Like, in their mind... It's okay. It's okay. Because, I oh, I'm just joking around. Oh, I'm just messing with you. You know I love you. I just... Yeah. You know, I'm just messing with you. And you see this even, like, with girlfriends. Like, yeah. girls who call each other, like, the B word and things like that. And they're saying that it's, like, terms of endearment... But I'm like, but what are you really saying to each other? Like, like, what are you really putting on that person? Yeah, I've never, I mean, personally, I've never been okay with that, that you just said. Uh, girlfriends calling each other the B word. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I've, I've had a couple people do it to me, and I've never liked it. Like, I'm just like, I don't, I can't connect with you like that. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's okay. And I just, it's one of those things I'm just like, I don't know how to explain to certain people, like, what you say matters. And like, I mean, they, that should be enough explanation on its own, but again, I guess be. people just, people just think that um, words are just words. And again, you know, especially if they think that what they're saying is not coming from a bad place then they're not going to see a need for that um for that point like they're not gonna they're not gonna feel like they need to think about the fact that their words matter and you know and I can even say with myself like I think maybe we can attest to saying something sometimes to someone and in our mind we're probably thinking that it's okay we're not offending them mm-hmm. but they get offended and we, probably yeah. we have been I know I've been in that situation myself and I think, I think one of the ways that we can help those persons, help those people, is just being vocal about it, letting them know, like, hey, that offended me, um, and it works. You know, it's worked with me. It's worked with friends around me. If they say something to me that I find offensive, like, yo, like, don't say that again. Like, that's not cool. You know, or just let them know, like, that's that's not okay. I think that is probably the only way. And some people still won't care, but yeah. you know, it, it's one of the ways that you can kind of help them become alert to it because maybe somebody else before you has said it and now mm-hmm. it's resonating with them again. That goes back to that whole repetitive thing. Right. You know, so. Yeah, I just, yeah. 
I really want us, well, definitely me. I really want to be more aware of what I'm saying and um, more aware of, you know, what I'm speaking into my own life, what I'm speaking into other people's lives. Yeah. Um, You know, even down to, you know, things that you want and saying like, oh, well, you know, if I ever get married, when I get married... Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I do that a lot too, actually. You know, like, um, you know, like, or, you know, if I ever get to go to Hawaii, you know, when I go to when Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. like, just kind of... Just putting it into the atmosphere, which I will, I guess that goes back to the universe thing, but I guess, like I said, the difference is allowing God's will to intercede. Yes. So even though you want to go to Hawaii... You know, Lord, I'm, you know, but if it is your will, you know, yeah. I'm not just out here saying, you know, I'm going to go to Hawaii and blah, blah, because you could end up going, something happened to you because you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Right. So it's, this is very true, but I just, I just definitely want to be, um, more mindful of how I'm thinking about things, not, not letting myself be like a negative Nancy because I used to be one of those. Oh, but I'm, I'm a changed woman now. <laughs> well, sort of. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, like I just... Because I think that self-doubt ultimately comes from Satan. I mean, in my yeah. experience, when I want to do something that God doesn't want me to do, it's not so much that I have self-doubt, so much that it's just frustrating. Right. Right? right? Like, Or like, it's like, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Like, things just sort of don't go the right way. But it's not... When God is telling me not to do things, it's not that I feel like I cannot achieve this. I cannot, or I'm not good enough for this. It's yeah. just like, oh, this is just not happening. Or this is not happening the way I wanted it to happen. Right. But I feel like it's Satan that has you feeling like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough to do this. I, you know, I will never be able to accomplish this goal or this dream. Yeah. And so anytime like I feel like that or I feel that way about somebody else like you will never be able to do this you like I don't want to speak those things about that person like I want to be like no 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 you know what even if I'm not in the place to be like you're gonna flourish and you're gonna be great um because also I don't want to encourage people to just be fake and like false and everybody like yes everything you want you're gonna get um but at least just being able to step back and be like you know what I don't know what's gonna happen you know, yeah, you made hasty decisions and you got yourself in a situation that's not beautiful. But you know what? I think God's going to take care of you. And yeah. whatever happens, it's going to be for the best. Right? That's like, the beauty of it. You know, at least saying things like that. Yeah, you're not, you're not stuck. I think all the time, especially as Christians, like when we make mistakes, we feel like it's impossible now for God to do anything with us. Mm-hmm. And that is not biblical at all. Um even when things don't go right, God still knows how to mend that situation or uh, do it so that it can turn around for your good. Yeah. You know? Definitely. And I mean, I feel like, I feel like there are so many, I don't want to say sob stories, but like, there are so many, (laughs) (laughs) there's so many like tragic things that happen to people but then when you see them go forward yeah the impact they have like for instance um there's this 
this girl, I guess she's a woman now, um, Malala. I don't know if you've heard of her. Sounds familiar. There is a documentary on her. There's also, I think there's a book based on her. Um, she is from Pakistan, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Pakistan. And she was, you know, a young girl. And she was going to school, and I want to think, like, the Taliban or something. It was a terrorist organization. They were, like, overtaking the province. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want the girls going to school. They, they were, like, threatening people and stuff like that. Oh, and she kept okay. going. And she ended up starting, like, a, like, an anonymous blog online where she was chronicling, like, things that were happening. And she was speaking out against, like, this terrorist organization. Yeah. Wow. And, um... One day they were on a bus going home and the organization stopped and they literally, they shot her and like, I think two other girls on the bus and, um, she managed to survive barely. Like she was in like critical condition. I think they had to rush her to like a hospital in like the UK or something. And it was like a whole lot of stuff. She was like 15, like 14, 15 years old. And, um, she ended up being like now she's like a speaker for like women's rights and education for girls and she goes to different countries like she's gone to like Africa and like all of these places um and she's just like explaining her experience and encouraging women to like stand up for their rights and like she started bringing more awareness to like the globe as a whole yeah so that those of us who don't live in that reality you know have to stop and think about it um but again like i said like it's a tragic story you wouldn't wish that on anybody but god made something out of that like there is a purpose that's touching other people and again it still goes back speaking life like she's not going around talking about woe is me i got shot when i was 14 i'm so sad people please give me money so i can like drown in my misery like she used that to go speak like, she used it to be to be victorious rather than yeah. a victim. And to like influence change and to do something about it. And so like I I just have this desire that people will take that route. That, mm. you know, we see this thing and you know, like I said, we see people doing things that we don't necessarily agree with and instead of just like putting them down and talking about how like worthless they are or how these decisions are gonna bite them in the butt we talk about how they can change and we speak like paths of change into them. Like, you know, like I know you're struggling, but you know, maybe you should try this or, you know, maybe you should go here. Maybe have you thought about this, you know, and you know, or even just at least just speaking neutrality about the person be like, you know, not, and not going straight into, like I said, you're worthless or yeah. this is a fruitless effort or, or something like that. Because I just feel like we could be a very powerful community. We can. And we could be a very powerful people if we would go back to the way of the patriarchs and speak these blessings on each other. It's not too late. It's just... Oh, stop. Oh, my God. Okay, guys. So, um... I started cooking rice before we sat down to, <laughs> to record this episode and totally forgot. So yeah, no, we'll not. That's 
She burnt the rice, y'all. The rice (laughs) is done. (laughs) Do not try to record a podcast and meal prep at the same time. It's not a good idea. We are like totally involved in this topic and totally forgot about the rice. About the rice. That's so so crazy. Um. (laughs) Okay, at least there wasn't a fire. Like, yeah, yeah. no, I got it before that. Oh God. God is good. Let's just thank him for that. That is good. And I have more rice. Oh, that's also good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to need it. I am. Because that's, yeah. Yeah. Not the normal occurrence around here, but. Honestly, this adds for entertainment. It does. Somebody's going to laugh at this and they're going to be like, wow, I needed that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It happens burning to everyone. Burning rice is actually, yeah. It's a thing. That's, it's literally my first time ever burning rice, but. Wow. Hey, it had to happen sometime. It was the first time for everything. Yeah. At least it happened with me, so it was funnier. Yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> yeah, I promise, guys, I do know how to cook rice. Just not while recording a podcast episode. Yeah. So I think, I don't remember what we were talking about. Um. So we were talking about, yeah, I don't remember either. <laughs> um the last thing i think i said was i think i just reiterated that i wanted us to speak speak life speak life yeah um did you have anything else that you wanted to add i just think that speaking life is so vital to not any one particular race because we did get we were really going in on the black community, but only because clearly we're black. Yeah. <laughs> so we, you know, we clearly feel that from not only like just from seeing it, but from a personal experience. Yeah. But just on a whole, as as a whole human race, um, speaking positively over one another is so vital. And I think, I think because we're so we're so used to being competitive, mm-hmm. we're so used to. Um, so used to the negativity that speaking positively, speaking those good things is like, is kind of weird. Um, God wants us to, to be able to, to speak positively over one another. We're supposed to, I feel like that falls into the category of loving one another. Yes. Um, that's a, that's a great form of love. As a matter of fact, I think there's, I don't know if you've read the book, Love Languages, but I think that's one of the love languages. Um, words of affirmation words of affirmation exactly um so it's important and the bible does talk about like speaking life and all those things so um you know use the power that the tongue has for um for the good that god has ordained it for you know speak positively over your brother or sister you know if they're feeling down don't try to make them feel even worse because low-key you know it's going to make you feel better because maybe you had a bad day yeah or something like that they're trusting you to encourage them you know they're trusting Mm -hmm. you as a friend as a sibling as a spouse to keep them encouraged and as we're saying this to you we're saying it to ourselves i know i'm speaking to myself because i've again like i shared earlier i've struggled with saying that for myself and saying it Mm -hmm. to others you know sometimes we do make those negative remarks and with oh there was another thing i was going to mention but um because we have so much pride and our Mm. ego is such an important topic 
that we fail to want to admit that we offended somebody. Um, I was going to say earlier, I was trying to remember the whole podcast about this. I'm so glad I remembered. Um, In Jamaican culture, it's common for them to say that we should take pride in ourselves. And that goes back to tradition, to culture. Because I learned as I've been going to Bible study and everything else more lately, that taking pride in yourself, even though I know what they mean, like they mean like it's supposed to mean like, you know, respect yourself, be honorable to yourself. But the word pride is such a dangerous word. This is true. And pride alone can steer somebody astray and and lead them to believe the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And, you know... If you're if you're full of pride, it clouds your it clouds your your vision for you to be able to do certain things, um, and that goes back into trying to speak over your brother or sister because maybe you feel like you're you're you just you feel like it's gonna take away from yourself trying to speak mm-hmm. good over somebody else. Um, yeah, definitely. I would yeah. I would definitely say it's a it's an issue of words like i get what they're saying too right you get and, what they're saying and i think really what it is is you should have confidence in yourself yes you should yes. have confidence in who you are and who god created you to be right um but you should not have pride because pride is it can go so many pride goeth ways. before a haughty fall mm. yeah somebody can tweet that <laughs> <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Yeah, pride gets us into a lot of trouble. Yes, yes it does. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. This it's was so fun. fun. Minus the rice. No, that was like, <laughs> that was the highlight of the night for sure. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have to come back and do more of the topics that we talked about. Yeah. I mean, if we have to do one on like, Black, the black community, powerful black women. If you have to do one on like the home, um, women of God, I'm just throwing all these topics at you, and I hope she puts me in all of them. All right, guys, this is so fun. We got season three, season four, season five. I love seasoning. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. The show notes will be on the website, www.psalmstogod.com. See you guys next week.